So good evening, everybody, and isn't it amazing to be here in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ? The first question I have to ask you, why have you come here tonight? Why have you come? Why you online? Why have you logged in? Why have you joined us tonight? Why are you here? I'm supposed to be setting the stage for freedom because as we learn together on Keys to Freedom, which is a discipleship course, really, we want to be able to express what we're learning here on a Sunday evening. And... There's something about the word freedom, isn't there? I can't set a stage for freedom, actually. Jesus already set the stage. He went to the cross. He went to the cross. He paid the price. He set the stage for freedom. Why have you come? Why are you here? Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. I'm reading it from um, ESV version, really. For freedom, Christ has set us free. For freedom. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. The Amplified Version says, in this freedom, Christ has made us free and completely liberated us, has completely liberated us in this freedom. Stand fast then and do not be hampered and held ensnared and submit again to a yoke of slavery which you have once put off. Now, in context, the Apostle Paul is speaking to the church at Galatia. And the Apostle Paul is concerned because they've begun to take up again the law, as it were, of Moses, and they've begun to live their lives back in a bondage that they were set free from when grace came through the death of Jesus Christ and through his resurrection. So the context really is Paul saying, don't go back to slavery, don't go back to bondage when you have been set free. What is freedom? Freedom or liberty, the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. The state of not being subject to or affected by something that's undesirable. Uh, Liberty, it's a state of freedom. That's how I am. That's who I am, free. Especially as opposed to political subjection, imprisonment, or slavery. If the sound isn't working well, I'll take a handheld. I I feel a bit echoey. You see, in life, we are bound by things, and over time, on our journey, we're being freed from them. So if you're born again by the Spirit of God, if you're, you call yourself a Christian, you're born again, you're already on a journey of being set free. 
And it's not that we got born again. Everything has gone. Thanks, I prefer. Everything has gone. It's not that, is it? But it's a journey. It's a process, really. We're being freed from the things that bind us. Even though the Amplified says completely liberated, the work has been done that we're completely liberated, we're completely set free, but we're still being freed. So this course that's on on Wednesdays and what we will be doing here on a Sunday evening simply to help us continue our discipleship journey of walking, living, operating in the freedom of Christ. Now, over the years, we've heard the word freedom over and over and over again in society. Everybody wants to be free. Everybody wants to be free from. Everybody wants to be free to. Look at the flower power movement in the 60s. All of a sudden, everything was free. Smoking pot, having sex. Let's just do what we want to do. We're free. Nobody can hold us back. Come right the way to where we are today. Look at the access and the freedom that technology has brought into our lives. We can communicate with people across the world and we have access to things that maybe we shouldn't even have access to. Hmm? So freedom. People are looking to be free, but looking to be free from what? Uh, People are are constantly looking to be free to live my life. I want to live my life and also to be free from their circumstances. But that kind of freedom is outside. I want to be free from financial strain. I want to be free from anger. I want to be free from pain. I want to be free from this and from that. I want to be free from working nine to five. (laughs) But in order to be truly free, we need to look deeper. There's something that Sam said during his worship. He kept saying for a little while, I thought he was going to keep singing it, take another step. Take another step. Don't know if you heard it. Take another step. We're in a world which is fallen. So an environment that has trouble, deterioration, difficulty. The Lord is going to break the spirit of pride over somebody in here tonight. They've been carrying pride like a medallion. But tonight you're going to see the need to get rid of it, release it. We're in a world which has fallen, so an environment that has trouble, deterioration, difficulty. Is the world a pleasant place to be at the moment? There seems to be trouble and difficulty everywhere. Yes, we have laughter, we have great times together. I laugh more than, you know, the average person, I reckon, because I have very funny people working around me, partly, and because I'm very mischievous as well. (laughs) But the world doesn't change because we get born again and become Christians. The world is still deteriorating. The world is still in trial and difficulty and under strain. Just because we're born again, that doesn't change. What needs to change? Us. But we're already built, we're already designed, we're already equipped 
even to navigate the difficulties that come into this troubled world. If you've heard me preach any time, you'll know that one of my favorite scriptures is Revelation 4, verse 11, that we are created for his pleasure. We're equipped already to serve God, to live for God, to know God, to navigate the world's difficulties and the things that are thrown at us in life. But we who are in Christ are not abandoned by God to this difficult world. Yet people have an, an incredible ability to overcome tremendous things. You've heard of people, they've climbed Everest, they've done this, they've done that. Tremendous ability that God has given mankind that he hasn't removed. But outside of Christ, things can fail so much more quickly in life. And we're not abandoned by God but we have to learn to keep placing our hand in God's hand. Take another step. We need to stop being or living in our own strength. I can fix this. I can sort out the way I feel. I can deal with my past. We don't have the power really to do anything about the things that trouble us in life. We need to give back that power to Jesus Christ so that he can set us free continually. So how? One of my favorite preachers had the title of a sermon called How to Live Clean in a Dirty World. But I say, how do we live free in a broken world? That's the real question. Because a broken world touches us. So things break in our lives. Things break in our environments. Things break in our surroundings. How can we live free in a broken world? So, Have you ever wondered why two people may be in a similar situation? Uh, say they're in financial debt. They can't see a way out. So they're in an awful situation. One will jump into action. They will call the Citizens Advice Bureau. They will begin to look at the ways that they can start to save money. They will think, what can I do about it and get into action? Another person in the same situation will plummet and drop and drop out of society and disappear. Two similar scenarios, two totally different reactions. Why? So on the course that we are following, there's an analogy of a tree and I want to act it out a little bit so that we understand the why of why we do what we do, why we behave, why one person will try to rescue themselves and another will absolutely drop out in despair. So Pastor Andrew is going to come to me with my coat, which is on the chair next to me. In this tree scenario, and you would have seen it, just roll it up throat on the floor anyhow. In, in this tree scenario, you may have seen this before, you've done lots of courses if you've been part of this church for a long time, but there's the analogy of a tree, and I remember when I was um, recovering from a sinful period in my life, <coughs> that um, I was told to, to sow new roots, and that, that the tree that would grow from those new roots would cause a different lifestyle for me. So here is the soil, and Andrew's in it. You can step on it, it's fine. 
He's in. Now, in this soil, so imagine a tree now, roots are beginning to form. It's great. And as the roots are beginning to form, a trunk begins to form. So the circumstances cause the roots to grow. Now, Andrew's life circumstances are of joy, peace. Andrew has grown up in a very strong family. Andrew knows his identity, knows who he is. He's been surrounded by kindness and gentleness and goodness all of his life. So the roots, that's where they're grounded, in goodness, in favor, in great things, in kindness. And so his belief system, which the trunk of the tree would represent, is I am a good person. I know who I am. I am fulfilled in life. I am balanced in life. I want to do good things. I want to be kind to people because those are his roots. And so the branches of this tree represent the behavior that comes out of the belief in the trunk that he's good. Here comes Claudeth. Hi, Andrew, how are you doing? Very well, thank you very much. So, um, I'm not really very happy with you. Probably happens a lot. <laughs> you told me that you were going to put £100 in my bank account, didn't you? Do you remember? I remember, yes. So where's the money? You didn't do it. You let me down. I don't think you're a good person at all. In fact, you are a bad person. You have let me down. You should have put the money in. You're correct. I didn't put the money in. I'm, I'm really sorry for letting you down. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Please leave the coat there for my demonstration. So I was horrible to him. My behavior was terrible, actually. But Andrew's roots caused his belief system and value system to not accept the names that I called him, a bad man, a horrible man, and caused his behavior to be that of love, of reaching out. So you understand that roots form our belief system, and then our behaviors are the branches of the tree. And the behaviors are the things that's seen all the time. So you would think the person's behaving terribly, they're not nice, something's wrong with them. But that's because that's what we see. In, a, in the tree that demonstrates our life, we can have healthy branches and we can have unhealthy ones. It's much easier to see the unhealthy ones, isn't it? Think of things like an ability to commit to things or an inability to commit to things. Think of something like freedom and security to say yes or no. You, you feel perfectly at ease to do that. Uh, the opposite of that would be anxiety, insecurity. What about self-worth from God? That's what Andrew had there. Because while his life was just so wonderful, he wasn't insecure. He didn't need the approval of man. He didn't have to get his self-worth from other people. So you understand you can have healthy behaviors and unhealthy behaviors in this tree. But as I said, they're formed by your belief system. And those beliefs and, and branches are fed by roots which are laid down. So buried deep into the soil of our past are roots 
which make us do and be what we display to people. Power is drawn from our backgrounds. The roots draw their nutrients from it. So negative roots will give negative branches. Perhaps eating disorders, perhaps bitterness, perhaps addictions, stress, anxiety, outbursts of anger, shame, fear, pride, worthlessness. We've heard it all before. We know it. But is that freedom? Or do we want to be free from them? So scene two, I'm going to ask Pastor Scott to come and help me. So my roots have been let down a lot. I need to know that I'm wanted and what I do is good. I need to be able to trust people, but I don't trust anybody. And if I do anything that lets down people in authority, my life is ruined. I feel inadequate. Though there's the roots that are formed in my life, I'm inadequate. I'm not good at anything, and I want to prove myself to the world. So up comes my boss, and I'm going to have a conversation with him. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you, Claudette. How are you? I'm great, thank you. I just wanted to let you know that I finished that project, and I know that I sent it to you, and it's something that you really wanted to look at. So please tell me that you know the project is what you wanted. Let me know. You did an amazing job. You really focused on it. So blessed that you got the deadline in on time. You've really put a lot of effort into it. However, what we're going to do is we're going to move towards Andrew's project a little bit because he had a slightly stronger conclusion, and we think that that might help the organization. What? Can you say that again? We're going to move towards Andrew's project because he kind of landed the conclusion a little bit better, a little bit stronger, but we really appreciate your... Oh, so my project is no good. Andrew's project is better than mine. You don't want anything I do. Anything I do is no good. What a wonderful boss you are. Thank you. And Scott was, of course, the perfect boss. But my behavior wasn't very pretty again, was it? It was terrible behavior. He didn't say that what I did was wrong or bad. But that's what I heard, didn't I? How many times have you heard a lie? How many of you hear lies all of the time going round and round and round in your head? All of the time. How many of you sitting at home? That's why you're at home. You don't come out just in case anybody sees the lies and they're exposed. How did I get there? You see, our behaviors, whether good or bad, they're on display. We can be free, but we've got to strive for it continually. We have to get to a point where we recognize good roots are laid down in our salvation experience. That, for us, is the beginning. The beginning of good roots. Our salvation experience. We begin to hear God. We begin to recognize our need to be free continually. 
because not everything happens at once when we get born again. We need to begin to build deep relationships with God. Take a step. But a day at a time, a situation at a time. I remember when I was delivered from fear. I was delivered from fear of um, things. It's really hard to describe. But I was delivered especially from things in the night. I still have an issue with balloons though. I don't like them. I don't like the bang of balloons. When I go to a party, I think, oh no, there's balloons again. But I, I remember reading a book, actually, and it was about the spirit of fear. It was a tiny book when I was a young Christian. And, and something left me. Do you believe that things can be within us that need to leave? Let me just call them what they are, demons. Uh, should they have control over our lives or should we be in control under Jesus Christ? So fear left my life. But let me give you a scenario that kind of stayed with me. And it's a story, and if my family are watching, God bless you. It's a story about me when I was a little girl that my father told me. I shared this on Wednesday. And my older sister, and she's not that much older than me, just a year and a few months. My dad asked her to pick something up. He tells me that I ran and I pushed her. It's not like me, is it? And she fell to the ground, and I turned to my dad. I said, Daddy, I'm is a good girl. What, what was I carrying from that point on? Fear of parental rejection. I wanted to look good, and I wanted to be accepted by my father. And then that followed into my life for every authority figure. I became a people pleaser. To say no was not in my vocabulary, and I suffered for it. I suffered. I was held in bondage of fear of not pleasing people, especially those in authority. But I've learned and I've overcome that type of fear. What's in you? Let me give you the scenario of anger. I don't know who hasn't struggled with anger in their lives. A friend of mine died many years ago now. And then I was, because she was quite young, <laughs> death is a strange thing, isn't it? We really believe the word of God, us Christians. We believe God to heal and we believe God to do some incredible things. And sometimes he just takes people home when we least expect it. And it's not easy. It's not an easy journey. But my friend died, and for two years, without realizing, I was angry. I called it grief. I was upset. I missed her. I didn't understand why she'd gone, etc. But actually, it was like inside of me there was nothing but anger. I couldn't function. I was distancing myself from God without even realizing because I was so angry that she died. And then one day, I was in a meeting right here, and somebody was ministering, and I realized that I was angry with God. <gasps> I was angry with God. How dare you take my friend from me? It could have destroyed me. Who wants to keep anger and rage in your life and be destroyed by it? Who wants to be free instead? 
begin to think of the different scenarios of what roots are there formed from life circumstances. Things that you actually don't want to let go of. If you let go of them, what happens? If you become open and vulnerable, what happens? How did I overcome this? I had to develop again a relationship with Jesus Christ. I had to kind of start again, ask God to forgive me for being angry at him, for doing his sovereign will. John 10 verse 27 says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I needed to hear the voice of God again. How many times are we believing lies? And as we believe those lies, the voice of God becomes very dim and becomes distant. So we're not hearing truth anymore. The only way we find truth is in the word. We need to cultivate a continual relationship with God through a life of knowing his word and walking with his Holy Spirit. Take another step. We need to be reading the word of God. We need to be knowing what the word of God says, not just to reach out to people. Isn't it, Iman? But the word of God heals us, doesn't it? On the inside. The word of God takes us on journeys too painful to speak, but sets us free. And you now have total freedom from your past. And it will never disturb you again. Because you're made in his image. You're made in his image. You're made in his image. You're free in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So take another step. It was for freedom itself. The liberty from bondage itself that Christ set us free. It was to liberate us from bondage that he set us free. Why should you stay in bondage? Why should you listen to the lies? Some of them came from the mouth of a teacher, the mouth of a parent, the mouth of a friend. Some of them came from your own mouth. Some of them came from the enemy. The point is, we mustn't stay there. We have to strive to be more and more like Christ by drawing close to him, staying in relationship with him, submitting to him. It's an old-fashioned word, isn't it? But how many things do we submit to in our everyday lives that are not of God? We submit to many things, and they're not of God. Christ wants us free He wants us free, and we're on a journey to freedom, but we've got to face him and face what's inside of us still, to be free. If we talk about unforgiveness, we could be here until midnight. Because to release forgiveness for things done against you, people seem to struggle with it. But Christ has set us free to live a free life, the message version says of Galatians 5. So take your stand. Never again let anyone or anything put a harness of slavery on you. We have to keep journeying to freedom. 
I'm going to read some scriptures now to help us to be free. We need our anchor to be the word of God, which brings us truth. We need the work of the Holy Spirit to bring us truth. I'm going to give you a scenario. It's really embarrassing, but you know, I have to do it. Have you ever been infatuated with somebody and they're never going to be your husband or your wife? Let it out. I lived like that for years, you know. I wanted somebody who was never going to be mine. Why be bound? Why not admit to God and submit to God those areas of things that you've carried for so long? Deep down, you know, it will never be. I never married. I've never born a child. Eh. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Really and truly, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Why should I be bound by what society tells me I should be? Why should I be bound by what the enemy wants to use to keep me from being free in Jesus Christ and having joy and the fullness of joy in my life? Why? It's time to get free in our minds. It's time to get free in our souls. It's time to get free. It's time to tear up roots that Christ did not put there and to grab the roots that he's now laying down. So Isaiah 61 verse 1 says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Jesus Christ declared this, the spirit of the Lord is upon him to proclaim liberty to captives, to open the prison doors to those who are bound, to bind up brokenhearted. Do you believe the work of the Lord in the earth on the cross? He set you free. Do you believe he opened the prison doors and that you're no longer bound? Anger and rage does not have to be your portion in life. Depression does not not have to belong to you anymore. Romans 8, 21, that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption. We don't have to disobey the word of God. The enemy and the world makes us think it's hard to be Christians. But we were created for our Lord Jesus Christ. We were created for his pleasure. Galatians 5, chapter, uh, verse 13. For you who were called to freedom, brothers, for you were called to freedom, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. 2 Corinthians 3.17. So I hope you're hearing the word of God right now that sets you free. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, 
there is freedom. How can you have freedom if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior? Jesus came. He was anointed to bring good news to the poor. He was sent to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. If you are bound by the world and the things of the world and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, would you believe tonight that he is the Son of God who went to the cross we were celebrating last weekend? He died on the cross for you and for me. He paid the price of sin. He said, I will become sin so they have eternal life. We're clothed in the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because he took our sins, our wrongs upon himself and he set us free. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior at home, if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior inside here tonight, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Take another step. Jesus, thank you for coming into my heart. I believe you are the Son of God, and I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. I give you my sin in exchange for the life that only you can give. Thank you for cleansing me with your blood and giving me a brand new start. I receive this gift of salvation and I ask you to fill me with your glory. Fill me with your goodness and with the riches of your eternal life. Lord, teach me to walk in your ways from this day forward. Amen. If you in here have prayed that prayer for the first time, we have a welcome team. They have some bags and they'd like to give you a gift. You can raise your hands and they will come to you if you've prayed that prayer for the first time this evening. If you're at home, please contact us. Tell somebody right now, write in the comments thing on YouTube or Facebook or contact uh, Kensington Temple and say that you prayed that prayer for the first time and you need some support and you need some help. So if you do raise your hand, somebody will come to you. And if you have prayed that prayer for the first time, then welcome into the kingdom of God and into the family of God. Welcome to your journey that begins a journey of freedom, a journey of freedom. For those of us who are born again and we feel so troubled in life and we don't want to stay bound, we want to be free, we want to take another step and enjoy the freedom with which Christ has set us free. I simply want us to stand and pray some scripture into our own lives. And I'll tell you why. The power of speaking the word of God into your life sets you free. I've been feeling a little bit unwell over the last few days. I had a slight blackout as well. I think it was on Thursday. 
and I figured that I should check my blood pressure. When I checked it yesterday, the bottom one, which is called the diastolic, it should be 80 or below, was 119. And so the devil said, oh, you're going to have a stroke. I could have believed it. No, no, the word of God has to enter my situation and bring a change. I'm not going to be foolish and not get checked out by the doctors. Hear me. I was going to make it tonight to preach. So the enemy was not going to take hold of my life and fill me with fear that something was going to happen to me. Of course, it's gone down. I've been measuring it all day. Hallelujah. It's really important to speak the word into your life. That appropriate word for me was, by his stripes, I am healed. So I want us to say something from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 14 to 17. You just repeat after me. You're going to speak into your own lives right now. I stand in the evil day, having my loins, I know it's old-fashioned, having my loins girded about with truth and I have the breastplate of righteousness my feet carry the gospel of peace I take the shield of faith I am covered with the helmet of salvation and I use the sword of the spirit which is the word of God We've got to learn to use the word of God in our circumstances and in our situations in order to be free from things. Hallelujah. I am, this is from Colossians 1 verse 13. I am delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. I really like that one. Do you believe that you are delivered from darkness in this place tonight? Do you believe that you are delivered from darkness at home right now in the name of Jesus Christ? You're born again. You're delivered from the power of darkness, I declare right now in the name of Jesus. Another one from 2 Timothy, verse 1, 7. I do not have the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Let's take another one from Psalm 23, verses 5 to 6. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy. Shall follow me. All the days of my life. Do you believe that? How often do you speak that over yourself? Somebody in here needs to say, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. Final one from 2 Corinthians 5, 21. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. One more. It was for freedom that Christ has set me free. I am free. I am free. I am free. I am free. I can't hear you at home declaring. Are you free at home? Are you free? I'm going to pray one prayer. Then I'm going to ask the worship team to minister. We will go offline very shortly. And for those of you in here, 
if you would like some prayer, then we may be able to do that for you. But I want to pray about that word, I have the mind of Christ. There's another scripture that says, let this mind be in you, which also is in Christ Jesus. And sometimes I don't understand why. We've been in the way a long time. Maybe we're in the way and Christ needs to move us out the way. But we allow everything to crush us. Every wind of doctrine, every everything. We forget the great work of the cross. We forget who Jesus Christ is and what he did. Yes, we have incredible life circumstances coming against us. But do we declare the only thing that can set us free over our lives every day? The word of God. Or do we put up with being sulky Sue's and depressed Dennis's and uh, poor Paul's? Do we put up with it? Angry Andrews, except the one that was over there. Do we put up with that behavior and think, well, that's just me? Or do we really want to now submit our lives again to Christ? Just taking the next step that we want to be free. I want to pray, especially for those who need to declare that I have the mind of Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak liberty to, oh, I'm praying this prayer. You all can just receive. I speak liberty. I speak freedom to every person who hears voices. I say right now in the name of Jesus Christ, be set free. For I declare they have the mind of Jesus Christ. I declare that every person who sleeps in the night and wakes up with terrors, wakes up with issues, wakes up with voices, wakes up with lies, is set free right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare they have the mind of Christ. I command, let this mind be in each who is affected. Let this mind be in you right now, which also is in Christ Jesus. As we close today, my prayer, my desire, is that you will take the word of God and you will eat it. And you will lay bare before the Lord your shortcomings fears reasons for anger depressions everything that still troubles you so that you're not walking in the joy of the Lord 